test. This this is an interrogation. It's not. It's just an interrogation. This is no. Are we doing cold opens on this one as well? Yes, we, we, we do. Are, got, okay. We do cold opens on everything now. It's our thing. It's just the cold open. So, do I say the intro now? If you want to, we've got to sip our beverages. Though. I haven't even opened mine yet. Well, open it then. Welcome to the Teehee Podcast. The Teehee Podcast. The Teehee Podcast, Why James. is it called the Teehee Podcast? Well, for a while, James, I've been wanting to do a podcast. You and I, and maybe some of our friends, when they're allowed to visit our house again. And we can all just have a little sit down and a chat, and just discuss anything and everything, and have just a bit of a laugh, you know? And I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I couldn't think of a name, and then we watched Live and Let Die... There was a guy on there called Teehee, and I thought, that's a funny bloody name, isn't it? So I, I stole it from Live and Let Die. Isn't it a bit offensive? Why is it offensive? I don't know. I don't think it's offensive. Is I it not? You know, Teehee is a little, little chuckle, a little laugh, is it, is little Teehee. Yeah, but you have associated with Live and Let Die. Yeah, but that's because there was a character called, he gets thrown out of a window. At the end, on the train. Spoiler alert, Live and Let Die. You've just spoiled it. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. But anyway, that's it. That's it. I, I, our I've podcast been... will be taken down. <laughs> One be star riots outside the house. Yeah. We do advise against that because of the coronavirus. Yeah, don't, don't. If you're going to riot outside the house, please do it in small groups with two meters of distance between all of you. Yes. yes. But you know, I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I thought, no better time than right now. I feel like it's an interrogation. What, do you feel I'm going to just question you in your entire yes, life? Yes, yes. Okay, so James, uh, when were you born? I was born on the 6th of August, mm-hmm. 1996, and which just puts me outside the bracket of millennial. And where did you hide the Nazi gold? I have no Nazi gold. You, yeah, yeah, I know. Where did you hide it? I have no Nazi gold. Yeah, I know. But where is it hidden? I don't know. Where is it? Probably in Germany, probably. Uh, apparently Switzerland is the... The Nazi gold? Apparently that's the, the rumours. the best place to hide the Nazi gold yeah. would be in your enemy's territory. So you think it's in Great Britain? Right under our noses. Was there much Nazi infiltration of Great Britain at the time? Because I know, you know there was like... um. There was the king who abdicated so he could go and marry that divorced woman. Well, yes. He was quite pally with Hitler at the time, and they were organising when uh, Germany took over the United Kingdom, he would go back on the throne. They would kill off his brother, who was the king, the father of Queen Elizabeth, and then he would return to the throne. Oh. So, you know, there was, like, little Nazi things everywhere. I I did hear about a certain random village in, like... North England that was just completely overrun by Nazis. Really? Yeah. Was it Newcastle? Quite possibly. <laughs> They're probably still there. <laughs> it's like there's lots of stuff like that because um, I was reading a book a while ago by a man called Mark Manson, who yeah. I'm a big fan of, and in that he had this story of this Japanese soldier who was in some jungle somewhere, and he was there 
for years and years and years and years, and he had no idea the war ended, and he was just in this jungle. Well, there, there's there, there's like stories about that people just living on islands, thinking the war's still going on. Yeah. Like even up until recently, they they found some <laughs> Japanese man who thought the war was still going on. Apparently, this fellow I was reading about, they like airdropped flyers saying like. The war is over. Please come home. But he thought it was the enemy trying to trick him. So he stayed in the jungle. There must be... I reckon there's still people like that. On the earth. Somewhere. They'd be dead of old age at this point. If they were soldiers in in World War II, (laughs) they would be dead. You never know. Maybe they found a better way of living. (laughs) <laughs> eating dirt. Have you ever seen that Monty Python sketch where Hitler's still living in Great Britain? No. Like, alive in present day. What? <laughs> What's that one? It's just like, uh, hello, my name is Mr. Hilter. I'm <laughs> just, uh, you know. Well, there was that show that came on Netflix like two years ago where Hitler just appears in Germany. And I thought, oh, this is going to be good. But it was really shit. And I was, was really it? disappointed. Was it shit? It was. Sh- Apparently, that Jojo Rabbit's quite good, though, on the topic of Hitler and the Nazis. I can't believe we've started like this. Took us two minutes and we're on the Nazis. They're on the Nazis. Well, we were going to watch it and then the crew advisor said, and fuck that. Yeah. I mean... I mean, we, we've just been cooped up in here for many years. Feels like years now. I, I went out this morning. Well, we've all got the coronavirus now. It's all your fault. I, I, I did buy face masks. Uh, they're not going to work. No? No, no. Because if you already have it, you've already brought it into the house. Oh. I also did a, I did go out yesterday. And the day before that. And the day before that. Yeah. So, you, at the moment, you're our sole... If we're going to get the coronavirus, it's mm-hmm. going to be from you. Yeah. Until Monday when I go to work. Yes. <laughs> because the thing is, though, James, the thing is with you in particular, is you've been having your days off work recently, but your days off work have no difference to people self-isolating. No, it's just happened <laughs> to have exactly synced at the same time. Because <laughs> so- I combined all my shifts together, so mm-hmm. I just work 12-hour Hard long shifts. Yes. I say hard long shifts. Hard long shifts. I'm very biased there. You are, you are. Yeah. But uh you know I'm I am on the front lines really. Oh yeah, you're um, the wor- right now there is no more important man in the world than James Evans. Well and the rest of my co workers. Yes. Forget the <laughs> NHS. It's all about those people making toilet paper like you. Yeah. In a toilet paper factory. Mm-hmm. Making bog roll. Making bog roll. Because if there weren't for people like me, mm-hmm. you would all be, I don't know, wiping your bottom with your hands? Maybe in the shower? Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't do it in the shower because our boiler's broken. Yeah, we're going to get on that as well. It's going from bad to worse here yeah, in the yeah, house. Yeah. The boiler but it's okay because the boiler man's coming on Sunday. Oh, that's good. I mean, last night the boiler broke and... You went, oh, I think the boiler's broken. I was like, oh, okay, well, look look at it in the morning. It'll be fine. I went, oh, good night, James. I'm going to go to bed. And you went, oh, okay, good night. I'm lying in bed, just about to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, I go, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Someone's trying to break into the house. No, James thought, I can fix the boiler by myself. Well, well, well I, the thing is, I did. 
<laughs> I, the banging was because the last time the boiler man came around, of which he did a full service on the boiler. I know, I was here, yeah. Like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was about two months ago. Yeah. It's fucking broken. <laughs> full service on the... It doesn't take two months for the boiler to break. So I, I, I was there trying to loosen the screws. But because... With a hammer. Well, <laughs> I had the proper screwdriver. Yeah. But it was... The thing is, with my screwdriver, it's very worn. Right. You've been I used, used, used it quite a bit. screwing too much? Screwing too much. Too much... Uh, I'm too much of a handyman. Uh, That's yeah, you, James. Yeah, yeah. If there's one word to describe you, it's handyman. And uh, I was unscrewing the front panel. And... Um, uh, not only was there tons of dust and shit in there, like a lot, lot of the connections. shit or oh, metaphorical no, no, shit? No, like rust. Rust, oh yeah. Yes. Uh, as in the, the chemical compound rust. I know what rust is, James. Not the game. I did not expect the game to be in the boiler. <laughs> Come on, carry on, Mr. Handyman. Come on. Well, there was a couple of connections that were loose yeah. and... Uh, beds mm-hmm. which thought oh, it shouldn't be like that yeah gave myself an electric shock a couple of times did you yeah oh. you may have heard me shout yes I did it I, fucking hurt I, I, I thought a burglar had broken in and was attacking you so I did what any sane person would and I put the duvet over my head so they couldn't get me ah well um, I then realised I probably should turn the power off so I turned the power off and, and, and carried out my, my little handyman work tinkering about. And then I put it all back together. I blew the whole all of the rust out and the shit and tried to clean the uh, the front uh, because our boiler is very old. That explains why it breaks after a full service after two months. So it has a pilot light. Oh, lovely. Which Monday boilers don't have. They have like a mechanism that goes... <laughs> And uh, they hardly ever break. How do the mechanisms go again? You know, you know. I don't. Know. I heard they go. I don't know how they sound. I've never had a new boiler. Oh. <laughs> I've just had this old shitty oh, one since the year two thousand. Never had a new boiler. So uh, the pilot light is full of rust. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't look good, to be honest. No. So I put it all back together, and it started up. I thought. Better keep it going, keep some hot water going. Yeah. Of course, you used it this morning. Had a lovely shower. And this morning I came down, it faulted again, and I couldn't get it working. I did all the same shit again. Nothing. Oh, so we, I have called the boiler man, and he is coming on Sunday. Do we know what time he's going to be here? Eight o'clock in the morning. What? <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday? Well, it's the only appointment I could get. It's right? the day right. of rest. I know. I know. But the only other appointments after that were like days away. And I don't want to go out with heating and hot water around the time the coronavirus is not even reaching its peak at this point. The reason I'm more annoyed about the 8 o'clock in the morning thing is I know that I'm going to be the one to deal with him, aren't I? No, I'll, I will wake up. No, you won't! No, 100%. You've seen me wake up in the morning. Just randomly. Yeah, but that's just you waking up randomly. When you have to wake up, you don't. Oh, yeah, I do. When I have to wake up. I will take you back to our trip to Cardiff a few months ago to see NXT take over Cardiff. 
we are in a hotel room. Yes. And we have to wake up early so we can have breakfast. I know, we had I a long st- night. <laughs> we may have had a long night, but I set an this, alarm. That, I feel like this is harsh. No, I harsh set, on me, this I is. set an this alarm. Is incredibly harsh. To wake us up. We, we had a full wrestling show to watch. Yep. And then we went back, dealt with some dickheads. <laughs> In a casino. Which uh, dramatically dropped my energy down to, like, rock bottom. Oh, and it did the, yours as well. the worst. Yeah. And, like, you know, like any old person. I'm not saying I'm old. I'm just I'm just saying any any ordinary person. Yeah. Quite like a lion in the morning. Yes, okay. Understandable. But I set an alarm, which gave us plenty of time to wake up, shower... Get ready, go have breakfast. I said, we woke up, I had a, I, before I went in the shower, I went, James, you got to get out of bed, otherwise we'll miss breakfast. I had a shower, I came back out, I said, James, you got to get out of bed, otherwise we're going to miss breakfast. You stayed in the bed, you eventually got out, and we missed breakfast by five minutes. We eventually had breakfast. It wasn't breakfast, that was a, a lunch in a roadside Burger King. <laughs> I enjoyed the Burger King more than enjoyed the. Oh, I don't know. It was um, it was a harvester. They have those like all you can eat breakfast yeah, buffet things. I it would suppose. have been nice. But we had been there the previous day. Yeah, and it was lovely. That's why I was looking forward to my breakfast. But the Burger King was okay. That was also when I was really um, really big on TripAdvisor. Like, oh, over, yes. over the summer, yes. I was like, you oh, wanted to revisit them. <laughs> I'm going to bloody be the TripAdvisor man. I'm going to TripAdvisor everywhere. I haven't done a TripAdvisor. So trip did you advisor. want to go there again? Because you had written a review and they go, oh, I've just written a review about you. No, no, no. I, no, no, no. I wasn't going to go, hello, uh, uh, you might recognise me from TripAdvisor. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't going to do that. I was. I just wanted to go because we'd been the, the day before. I'd had the mixed grill. I'd had the draft cider. It was lovely. I thought, you know what? I can't wait to do this again tomorrow morning. It's going to be lovely. But unfortunately, sleepyhead, Mr. James Evans, meant that we couldn't. Well, if I, if I, if I thought it would, uh, that would be the memorable bit of the trip, <laughs> I would have got up. But uh... <laughs> It was not the memorable bit of the trip at all. Even the even the wrestling show we went to was not the memorable bit of the trip. The memorable bit of the trip for me was walking to that shitty casino that took about twenty minutes to walk there, and I was dying for a piss because I just drank oh, yeah. that big two pint cup in the Motor Point Arena. Yeah, yeah. And then we got. That was the, your own fault. Yes, it was. <laughs> and then we got to the casino, and I thought this is going to be great. We've just watched this wrestling show live. We're going to go watch this other one on a live stream. Hang on, we're this... not supposed to be talking about wrestling. I'm telling the story. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's like we're not delving into the review. And go, oh yeah. So I gave Walter was his yeah, yes, five stars. I suppose, yeah. But like we were going to this other one, we we're going to watch it live with all these other wrestling fans in this casino. It was exciting. We got there. There was people in suits and ties and shit. It was great. <laughs> it was and just was, an ordinary casino, really. Yeah. And we got into this room and we were watching it. It had a private bar and everything. Then everyone else arrived and they were all dickheads. And I wanted to leave, so we <laughs> we just left. They were like typically, uh, typically smarky. Knobheads. They were the worst. Wrestling. It's the worst side of the wrestling uh, fans. They were the people you see on the internet who you don't think are actually real. But are real. I found out that day that they were real. So we got in a taxi and went to Mackey's. And then we went back to the hotel. Yes, we did. 
It was very enjoyable. Good night, great night. <laughs> but that's the, for that reason, you won't be up at eight o'clock on Sunday. Oh, I will be up at eight o'clock. I promise you, I will be eight, up at eight o'clock this morning uh, uh, on Sunday morning because I mean it. I, the thing is, the weird. I'm going to complain now. Oh, here we go. Come on, come on. Because British guests have the worst appointment organising in the world. He was early last time. Yeah, he was. He was early. I, uh, he, he was all right, that fellow. Well, he apparently second. he didn't... He, you were saying he no, he do... was the second one. The second fellow. Oh, okay. didn't do a proper job. Um, but, yes. Uh, because they give you options. Mm-hmm. And it's either like, oh, you can either come in the morning, which is fully booked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can come in the afternoon, which is fully booked. Mm. Or they give you the option of 8 o'clock a.m. to 6 o'clock p.m. So you have to sit here all day. Well, if you're in self-isolation, that's not a big deal. Well, it, it's not anymore. But but for the purposes of any other time, when there's not an epidemic on. <laughs> in the slight occasion that there isn't a global pandemic... <laughs> This is very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. And uh, they've had this happen so many times now. They've come, tried to fix the boiler, there's nothing wrong with it. Go away. It breaks within two days. Maybe the problem isn't British gas. It's the it's, boiler. It's actually the boiler's shit. But, but they, shouldn't, they shouldn't say, they shouldn't re-service it, do a full service. Everything's okay. And then it breaks. <laughs> It's, it just sounds like a shit job to me. <laughs> How much is a new boiler? Quite a bit. So isn't it better to do it this way? Buy a new boiler? No, no, no. Isn't it better to just every few months it gets fixed, which we're not paying any extra for? No, because it's um, our, um, our oh, overloads. Oh, the deal. Our, our overloads are... Paying for it. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the deal. So, you know, we don't have to spend new money on a boiler. We go a few days without heating our hot water. But, you know, it's we, like living we, in the past. We have a small electrical heater. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's an oil heater. And I like the cold, personally. I oh, see. I, I don't. I get very chilly. Well, which is why which is why you, you probably notice, like, sometimes you'll be wearing a T-shirt. Oh, it's boiling in here. I'll be wearing, like, three T-shirts and a yeah, jumper. Yeah. You, you always have <laughs> at least three T-shirts on every day. Like, when I go to work, like, people always say that in work because I have to wear, uh, usually, unless it's really boiling, mm. like, scorching hot. Sometimes the summers in Britain are, like, the humid... It's just, like, some it's kind global, of... Global oven. warming. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. But do you want to know the reason I think that I like the cold and and you don't? Why? It's because I'm a fat lad and you're a skinny little prick. Well, well, <laughs> I don't really. I don't you know, don't you know. just need to eat more, James, and then you'll be warm all the time. But I do. I, I, I literally, right, I, I, I do apologise if anyone finds this offensive. I eat like fucking shit. You I, eat worse than I do. Yes. By far. It's so aggravating. 
I'll go a whole week on the Huel, and you'll be there eating your takeaway. And by the end of it, I'll go. Oh god. Although I have been trying to cut down the takeaway. I've got loads of frozen stuff in the fridge. And well, that's because uh, of the pandemic. Well, it's kind of helps really. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of. But even before even before that, I was kind of trying to cook more because I I made a bit of ramen. I uh, saw. Yeah, I saw you ramen uh, for a week. Yeah. And um, but uh, I haven't been to the supermarket to get some more. But uh, I'm yes. quite scared to go to the supermarket at this point. Oh, I don't know. I nearly went today, but I was like, I think the co-op's open, isn't it? You just go to the co-op. Yeah, but like the point, <clears throat> the point in my head is like, at this point, I my my mentality towards the supermarket is, I'm not gonna go unless I really, really, really need to go. Like before this all happened, I'd be in Morrison's like nearly every other day on the way home from work. I go in, get some bread, some milk, whatever. Now I'm like, right, I've I've got I've got some butter and I've got uh, uh, some frosties. I'll put some butter on the frosties and that'll that'll be a meal. I don't need to go to the supermarket. So now I'm just waiting until all of this runs out and then I'll go. You see, I was thinking about going today to the co-op. Because I'm actually running low on alcohol. I stocked up. I stocked up about two weeks ago. I've... See, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I... You see, I've kind of... When I went to stock up, I arranged it around when I get paid. So, I get paid a week today. So, a week today, I can go to the supermarket and get some more. But I should have enough to yeah. last until then. It's it's oh, clever man clever man's drinking this. Very nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um but you know what? This whole thing has actually beautifully coincided with the release of Animal Crossing. Oh yes, yes, you were playing it before. Played yes. it this morning. I put a couple hours into Animal Crossing. I've never actually played Animal Crossing before. I've just heard wonderful things about it. And I played it this morning and let me tell you, what a beautiful game. What a lovely game. Does it make you feel like you're five years old again? No. It makes me feel like I'm living on a cloud. It takes me out of this hellhole of a planet. And it puts me in this lovely, happy place where I'm just trying to capture butterflies in a net or go fishing or just picking up some weeds around the local area. Weeds? Weeds, James. Oh, well, you know, you do know you could do that in real life. There's a couple of weeds outside. Oh, James, if I went outside and did the weeds, that would hurt my back. It doesn't hurt your back to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> you know, I got there. But it would be some good exercise, wouldn't it? I got there, James. I arrived on my own little desert island. You get to choose which desert island you want. And Mr. Nook, he was there. He runs the islands. And he was going, hello, villager Reese. What would you like to call your island? And I went, I would like to call this island... Bothquin. And he like, went... Like like the... Uh, like the village where I am from. The village where you are from. Yes. And... Uh, and the best pub in the world. Which company is open? They're doing takeaway. Oh! Yeah. I, t- I sent you a thing yesterday. Um, so, just going on, just a little behind the scenes... Boris Johnson's just on his daily announcement thing oh, about yes. 20 minutes ago. So all pubs are to close unless they're doing takeaway so the King's Head can stay open. But uh-huh. I don't know if they'll deliver 
here. Ah. But, on the, oh, I haven't told you this yet, have I? I've told you the fat boars doing delivery. Yes. This is some very Wrexham-based news. Oh, it is. This is, this is fun. I'm sure the international listeners will be on Wrexham.com soon. You know how the IWO podcast has one listener from Saudi Arabia? We'll just have one listener from Wrexham. I do hope the Saudi Arabian listener has come over to the new podcast. Oh. Um, so, yeah, Fat Boar are delivering if you live within five miles of the Fat Boar. Yes. So they'll deliver here. Um, they put a thing on Twitter advertising their whole hey we're delivering blah 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 and there's a photo of like uh, the delivery their new delivery uniform and like some little like polystyrene things ready yeah. to go and it was they have this really cool like trucker hat it's like an orange and white hat with the fat ball logo oh, yeah. on it so I tweeted them back going how on earth can I get one of those sexy hats and <laughs> they tweeted me back now my Twitter bio at the minute says Wrexham's 12th sexiest man. <laughs> and the fat boar tweeted me back saying, sorry, we're only giving the hats out to the 11 sexiest men in Wrexham. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So I was like, that's understandable. That's understandable, yeah, fat boar. Yeah. You played me this time. Why haven't we ordered a takeaway from the fat boar? I would love to. Have you seen the uh, the menu? I have not. Oh, mate. Let me show I you. I can't, can't, can't believe it. This has got very local radio straight away. Oh, yes. Uh, let's have a look. Here it is. The, this is a... If you live within five miles of the fat boar in Wrexham, this is for you. It's a takeaway available from every day from 12 noon to 3pm and 5pm till 9pm. The choices of meals are pizza and a pudding for £10. Oh, wow. You can have Hawaiian meat feast, margarita, goat's cheese and red onion. And then for your pudding, you can have cheesecake of the week, chocolate brownie or Belgian waffle. The next meal you can have, the double steak burger, the chicken burger, the veggie burger, with two of your choice of toppings. You can't have all three of them. You have one of the burgers. You choose uh, which one you want. Oh, right. And then you have two of the toppings and and fries. That's £10. Uh, your toppings are cheddar cheese, blue cheese, bacon, onion, mushroom, halloumi, and onion rings. £10. Very good. Yes. A chicken burrito with fries. £9. A halloumi and mushroom burrito with fries, £9. Uh, fish and chips with bread and butter, £10. They will be accepting card payments only to minimise contact with each other. Payments to be made at the time of booking. Drinks available on request, free delivery within five miles. Do so they do a mixed grill? No, that they don't, they don't do a mixed grill yet. But that is for the fat boy in Mould and the fat boy in Wrexham. Remember, remember when we had a mixed grill here? It was just when... Mixed I, grill takeaway. We had a takeaway from... Was it the Smoke Shack? Oh, something like that, yeah. And we ordered a mixed grill, and it came in three different Tupperware containers. Yes. Full of stuff. Since then, they have taken They've the... taken the mixed grill off. <laughs> I'm very disappointed, to be honest. I blurry... Thoroughly enjoyed that it meal. It was a good mixed grill. Yeah. You know what? I love a mixed grill. And there's some places that have better mixed grills than others. Well, I'm where's... afraid you won't be having one for a while. Okay, maybe not. But James, here's the big question. Where's your best mixed grill from? The best? The best mixed grill you've ever had, where's it from? 
So I think I know mine. Do you? Yeah. You see, the place where I have had my best mixed grill is not in this country. Oh, here we go. This is exciting. Come on, James. Where was it? It is, uh, uh, if I can think of the name, um, I think it's uh, the the Lakeside. Uh, it's called the Lakeside Restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. It's by. Uh, it's in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee, USA. USA. And does the USA mixed grill differ meat wise to the United Kingdom one? Well, I imagine it's a. <laughs> Probably. Well, you've had them both. <laughs> yes, well... Was you... there gammon? Yeah, there was gammon, yes. Was there steak? Yes. Sausages? Yes. Was there chicken breast? Yes. Was there... What else do I want next? Grill. Uh, onion. Chips, onion rings, onion rings, half a tomato, yes. side, side of peas. Yeah. No. Pretty good. Well, that does sound great, James, but I'm going to say... My best ever mixed grill, and it is um, one you've had, Nags Head Wrexham. Oh, really? My, I love that mixed grill. We haven't been there for a while. We have not. Maybe mm. we should go now? <clears throat> no, it's, it's, it's probably not, <laughs> not for the best. Well, from this topic, though, let's take it broader. Take it broader. Take broader. out the mixed grill. Best meal you've ever had. Where was it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't you have one off the top of your head? No, unfortunately. I I, I mean, I, I, contrary to popular beliefs, I'm not really much of a foodie. Aren't you? No. So it's, uh, I can not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, I am bothered. And I know where the best meal I ever had is, because in my wallet, I keep their business card. What? <laughs> because... It There's was, loyalty here. Here we go. This was the place I had the best meal ever. So I took their business card off the bar just so I would remember it for occasions like this. It was. Are, we, are you planning this? How long have you had that business card? Um, about six months, maybe seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, not as long as I thought. It is. From a, a pub? Yes. Called the Masonic Arms, which is located in Gatehouse of Fleet in Scotland. Wow. And I went there... Well, I imagine the Scottish make very good steaks. Well, the hatchet was a steak. Well, I don't know. Let me tell you what it was. Well, you're a very steaky person. I'm a very steaky person, but it wasn't a steak. It was similar to a steak, but it wasn't a steak. Veggie steak. No, it was not a veggie steak. <laughs> How dare you? But yeah, the, uh, me and the me and the family went on holiday to Scotland over the summer, yeah. and this was in this little village we were staying called Gatehouse on Fleet, very lovely place. Uh, and this was one of the pubs there that we ended up going to every night. Cause it was fantastic. The best meal I ever had was a slow cooked beef cheek with mustard mash and a red wine sauce. It wow. was. Incredible! Like I've eaten good food before. Like we've been to different pubs and all this. Kind of, we've had good food. My dad's a fantastic cook. He's like great at cooking. He's made some fantastic meals. But this, from the first bite, you know, in Ratatouille, when the man eats the food and he oh, sees yes. his childhood. Yes. I thought that was just a joke. It wasn't. Was it a joke? No, no, no. I had this, this, and I bit into it. And, oh my god! I saw all the joyous moments of my life. 
<laughs> it was incredible. I, I don't think I've ever had that moment. You need to go to Masonic Arts. <laughs> <laughs> that... All this free advertising, all these different places are getting, but that yeah, was fantastic. That was, it. that was it. That was the best. That's the best. The best. The, the best meal I've ever had. I'm now just looking through my cards I have in my wallet. <clears throat> Here we go. Yeah, you have too many. You need to clean them out. Uh, that is my Staffordshire University student card. Oh, that's expired. That is my Chester University student that's card. That's expired. That is a uh, business card for Biffle Homes, uh, Development, Improvement, and Investment. Uh, that's a business card for Velvet Shakes. Fantastic Manchester-based band. Uh, this, oh, these are stuck together. Oh God. dear, you've been there for a while. That's my Nectar card. Oh wow. That's my Nando's card. Ah. Oh. This is my Gozo for Men haircut card. That's new. Coffee club card, Costa. I haven't Costa for a while. Love to shop gift voucher. Oh, there's my, another Gozo for Men card. Why have you got two? I go there a lot. But shouldn't you have one and then? Because this, once it runs out, this just chuck is it. the this is the discount card. Yeah, that's the reward card. Where's and, the other one? The business card. This is yes, the business card that someone's written their name and number on the back of. What? <laughs> Hang on, this is a this is a hairdresser. Yeah, but roots. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at this. Okay. <laughs> Bit bizarre. I probably should have probably should have called them. Probably, <laughs> I probably should have looked at that card before I don't even remember when I picked that up. Flipping neck. Good thing I'm looking Morrison's more card. Uh, oh. And my Debit card there to complete. Oh no, there's one more in here, hidden away. The Colonel Club card, KFC. Have you ever used that? Um, once. That was that is from way back in the day when I was in uh, college here in Wrexham. Yale. And you used to go to KFC every single day. Went to KFC every single day. Every day for lunch, we would go to KFC. Didn't you get bored? No, because K- <laughs> KFC is fantastic. We went to KFC every single day. Every day? De- this was like two years. Well, I was in college for three years. Oh, yeah, you were in college for three years. But we went to... The, my, my final year, I didn't go to KFC every single day because there was a moment when I realised that maybe this was getting too much. But um, for two academic years, let's say, I went to KFC every single day for my dinner... Yeah, I would have the same thing every single day. Have a little, well, it was I've called the snack box or the, or the lunch box, snack which, box meal. whichever one was the bigger one. Oh. I had that one, and it got to the point where, you know, the woman in KFC behind the counter who yeah. is always there. Yeah, the one in Wrexham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she knew my name and my order, and she would come in and she'd go, "Oh, hi, Reese, the usual," and I would go. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Every single day. Um, and that that's was quite a quite a feat of that. There was, was one day I realised that, and I thought, because considering how how busy KFC is in Wrexham. Oh, I've never been to KFC in Wrexham where there hasn't been a queue. And all the faces they must see. Yep. You must have been the most recognisable. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not the most recognisable, one of the recognisable faces. 
I don't know. Well, yeah. But at that point, I thought, maybe I'm going here a bit too much. And that also coincided with me finally getting a haircut and I grew a beard, so now she doesn't recognise me anymore. Oh, dear. Oh, it's not. I don't mind. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I can't believe KFC woman's forgotten me. Oh, it's so, oh, so sad. It's a bit of a love story, really, isn't it? Not really. <laughs> Really, a love story. I, I wouldn't. Well, I could have moved on to see more. Whilst we're talking about KFC Wrexham, would you like me to read out the review of KFC Wrexham that you have put there two years ago? Well, yes, but for full disclosure, I did not write. <laughs> Who wrote it? You wrote it, Reese. <laughs> You know full well you wrote this. Alright, so we were in KFC two years ago. You left your phone unattended. So I wrote a Google review of KFC Wrexham. Yes. Which at this point in time is the most liked Google review of KFC Wrexham. (laughs) And every now and again, we like to go back to this. And I think now is one of those times. I'll read it to you now. Are you ready? This is uh, James Evans two years ago. I am a heavily pregnant woman. (laughs) I have ordered the KFC snack box meal. The chicken was so good that I had an instant and painless birth the moment I had the first bite. (laughs) Due to this, KFC have given me a year's supply of chicken and my child is now called the Sanders. Also, the toilets were very clean. (laughs) James Evans. I don't think I've ever had the snack box meal. (laughs) Yeah, that's the most inaccurate part of that (laughs) entire review. Well... It would have been the only accurate part. But none of that is actually <laughs> accurate at all. Yeah, the toilets are disgusting. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in the toilets. No, they're only small. <clears throat> What's in your personal reviews of the review of Wrexham uh, KFC toilets? Uh, you know what? You may not know this about me, but I do do... You're a toilet reviewer. I do do toilet reviews. You're a bit like my sister. My sister also does toilet reviews. When I was in university, I used to have a radio show on the student radio. And I did it with a friend of mine, who's also, his name was James as well. His name was uh, James Macbeth. What? James (laughs) Macbeth, like the play, the Scottish play. And um, we had this radio show on the student radio once a week. And one of the biggest and most popular features that we did was every week I would review a different toilet on our student campus. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And and I I would give them ratings out of ten. Okay. So would you actually go to these toilets just to review? No. I'd be on the way to a lecture or on the way back and I would go there. There was one where we were running low on content one week and I hadn't been to a new toilet or one that I hadn't actually reviewed before. So, so you I, purposely went to another toilet? I purposely went to a building that I had never been to because it was the science building. I'd never had a lecture in there. I went in there, asked the person on reception, oh, excuse me, where's the toilets? So I could look in them and what? do a review. <laughs> what? 
You went through all that effort to go to another toilet. Well, because... You could have just made it up. Yeah, but... Oh, no. There was legitimacy behind this oh. toilet review. <laughs> it was content. We needed the content for the show. I can't believe you did that. Do you, so, right, when you go to toilets, in general, do you just go, do your business, leave? Or do you go in and go, oh, this is nice, this is average, this is... Oh, this is rubbish? Well, I don't know if you know this about me, Reese, but... I used to work... Well, I, I work in manufacturing currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a mechanical operator. Oh, well done. But uh, I used to be a machinist, of which was a workshop full of dirty old men. <laughs> <laughs> Who, I'm not quite sure, wipe most of their asses, to be honest. Oh, no. So... I've seen some really nasty toilets in my time. Some that hadn't been cleaned for years. <laughs> now, I don't know, but like every toilet I go into, and this has been something I have been doing for decades now, literal decades, every toilet I go into, I give a rating out of 10. Every single one. That's just what I do. And I'm not sure why, but I do it, and I remember some of them. You remember some of the bad ones, usually? No, no, no. I remember the good ones. Oh. See, I only remember the bad ones. <laughs> like, I can tell you that Gourmet Burger Kitchen in Hanley have a 9 out of 10 toilet. Well, I hope they wipe your bottom for you. <laughs> no. No. That would be ridiculous. Well, that would be a 10 for me. No, 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 because that's... that's Okay. <laughs> right. I know you better than almost anybody. And I know if you were having a shit, then someone walked in and said, Oh, hello there, Mr. James. I'm here to wipe your bottom. You would not go, Oh, yes, how wonderful service. You would go, No, God, this is the worst. No, I don't, want, I don't mean somebody. I mean... Like, it's the all toilet itself the automated. Toilet itself. Because well, that's that's not realistic. I th- from what from what I've seen of have you ever seen? Uh, no, I don't think you have. But I have told you to watch it. James May in Japan. James May in Japan. I haven't watched it yet. And he he goes to look through goes into retail, uh, looks through all the electronics to see how much of the retail sector has actually changed. In the last 30 years that he hasn't been to Japan. Right. <laughs> and uh, he found all the uh, the uh, electronics and all the, the toilets. The seats and mm-hmm. uh, some that would wash your bottom for you. Was it just a bidet or was it... Uh... A bidet? Have you never heard of a bidet? No. Is that because you work in the toilet paper community and the bidet is the enemy of the toilet paper? I don't paper. know what a bidet is. Very popular in France. Um, once you've had a shit, you will go on the bidet and it squirts water upon your arsehole. Oh, yeah. And cleans it. I didn't know it was called a bidet. So that's a bidet. See, I thought it was just a water fountain. You don't drink the water, James. No, no, no. But really, you could wash your face in it. I wouldn't. But you could, though, couldn't you? Well, yeah, but I wouldn't recommend it. Why not? Because people's arseholes have been... (laughs) (laughs) 
now, now you've got me on the topic of best toilets ever, right? I have a whole different thing of like what I would give a 10 out of 10 and all that kind of stuff. But once I was on holiday with the family, this was years and years and years and years and years ago, and we went to this place. I can't even remember where it was. It was probably called like Fairy Corner Grotto or some shit. Fairy it's like, Corner Grotto. You know, you know it's those places normally... Well, I, I'm going to say normally in the United Kingdom because I didn't go uh, on holiday abroad because we were very, very poor. But uh, oh, is it because you're scared of travelling? I'm not scared of travelling. That's what you told me. When you said you don't like flying, I love flying. I've only Do even you? done it like twice. Oh, you're thinking of someone else, mate. But well, yeah, who am I thinking of then? No idea. But oh, he's <laughs> dropped the bottle. So I do apologise for the loud bang. Yeah. yeah. So we went to this place. There's lots of places across the United Kingdom called like Fairy Corner or Wizard Cave or Wizard like, Cave, like the Knights of the Forest or some shit like that, which is just a forest and they put stuff in it and you walk around and you look at the stuff. Yes. And it's like a nice day out for the kids because you can go. You get a little thing at the start, and it says, "Oh, can you find the the gnome with the green hat?" And then the kids go, "Oh, look, there's the gnome ticking off." And it's just a walk, but it just makes but you used to love it. Oh yeah, yeah, it was great. Anyway, we went to one once, and on the way in, they had certificates for the best toilet in the United Kingdom, the Loo of the Year awards. No. Yeah. They can't review all the toilets. Now that's what I thought. And let me tell you, I went to the toilets there because I had to. I had my own system that I've been building for years. I'd just been undermined by the Lou of the Year Awards because they had certificates. So I thought, let's go have a look at what these toilets are all about. And let me tell you, they were shit. They were just regular toilets with your stuff in them. Like, they just had stuff on the walls like different pictures and posters and like like little statues and stuff and it was very decorative but there was no theme there was no correlation there was nothing and i came out of those toilets more disappointed than i ever have ever coming out of ever any toilet ever before or ever since and since that day i have put it upon myself that i will have the definitive loo of not just the year, but of all time. Well, to do that, you'd have to travel the world. Yes, but I haven't finished the United Kingdom yet. <laughs> do you Are you to... ever going to finish the United Kingdom? I don't know, there's toilets popping up all over the place, James. Is there? If they there's... all seem to be going away. <laughs> if there is a toilet, I will be there, making a mental note. I can tell you some of my favourites of all time. Uh, I've said before, Galway Bird Kitchen in Hanley, yeah. very good. Um, five Guys in Liverpool, not the one in Liverpool one, the other one. I like those. They have the individual toilet things, but there's all the stuff in there. And they have the Dyson Airblade 5s, which is criteria for getting a 10. If you don't have an Airblade 5, you're not getting a 10. That's one of my rules. But don't hand dry aren't hand, hand dryers unhygienic. These don't days. care. That's Be- what that's what they said. They say they say there's more germs on a hand dryer than there is on your toilet seat. But James, my toilet rating system is not necessarily about hygiene, it's about fun. <laughs> but it's supposed to be a balance, isn't it? No. So this is my hy- system. Hygiene. This is my system. A very enjoyable 
uh, toilet uh, that will give you um, hemorrhoids. I think you can. <laughs> Oh, you've killed them all. Uh, Some more, two more that I just got off the top of my head. Uh, There was this bar I went to in Birmingham a couple years ago. Have no idea where it was or what it's called or if it was even real. I was. You're dreaming of toilets now. I was just. You lived a sad life, haven't you? I I drank a lot that day in Birmingham, but we went. The toilets were downstairs, which is a plus because that is added mystery. And we got there, mystery. and the urinals had a penalty shootout game on them. I think I've seen this on Fantastic. Uh, Dragon's Den. Fantastic. Loved it. Did it have penguins on it? I can't remember. But... I think I've seen seen it on Dragon's Den. Another one, which was really good, another family holiday we went on. We went to another Wizard Corner Cove, or a fairy whatever shit, and there was urinals... But above the urinals were these beautifully painted women who were just staring at you and judging you whilst you were having a piss. And it was unsettling, but at the same time I thought, that's creativity and you'll get some points for that. What? (laughs) (laughs) Just just women looking down at you. Yeah, I'm not into that, but I like... Maybe it was meant to arouse people. Well, it didn't arouse me, but I liked the... didn't just confuse you. Well, I was a child at the time, and... Uh, oh, well... I liked the gall of it. You have the balls to insult me whilst I'm having a piss, and not a lot of people have that. What? I have the balls to insult you while having a piss? Yeah, most toilets will go, we're going to make this the cleanest place ever, to make sure everyone's comfortable when having a piss. Yeah. But that place went, fuck them. We're going to insult them whilst they're having a piss. And that, that takes guts. See, if I was going to design a toilet, I would have different messages under each cubicle. Under the cubicle? Uh, well, you know, I just either, you know, when you're pissing. Yeah. You're bringing out your winky. We don't need to, we know how to piss, James. We don't need to go into and, detail uh, there. Just start pissing. Yeah. You yeah. look up. Uh-huh. There's a picture frame. Yeah. I just apologise for hitting the mic. Then. Stop hitting the mic. Big uh, frame. Yeah, and it has a message. Uh huh. There'll be a message in each one, so it'll be a different message each time. In each cubicle. Yeah. Right. And uh, you got to uh, stop hitting the table uh, as well. It'll say something like, "You're a knob," or "You're you're worthless." <laughs> wow, you're getting I... deep. <laughs> so it's a picture frame with just the words like, "Your family don't approve of your yeah. girlfriend" or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then it'll make them think of it. Shit. This toilet door knows me. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. They got balls. (laughs) Also, um, if you are wondering what the best toilet in all of Staff's uni campus is, which I know you are, because I found out because I went to all of them. Oh my god. uh, My personal best review came for the toilets in the art department. Uh, across the across the across the way from the Ember Lounge, which is a bar in the, on the Staff Uni campus, across the way from them, there is these tiny little toilets that don't seem that much, but on the other side of the wall to the toilets is the kiln where they make the pottery. So that toilet 
is incredibly warm and comfortable. And for that reason, it got my best. We were going to hold, we were going to print. There was like, this got, for student radio, it got very popular, which means that like four people listened to it. <laughs> and it got to the point where the head of the radio station at that point, it was like a student-ran radio station, and he yeah. came to me after a thing, went, Reese, I've got this great idea. I've got this great idea. We're going to do an outside broadcast with you and James, and we're going to take you to a toilet on the campus, and you're going to review the toilet live on air. How do you feel about that? And I went, that's a great idea. <laughs> but we never got it cleared with the uni, because they didn't like us recording in the toilets. What? But it was an idea that we had. We were going to have an outside broadcast like at the end of the year, yeah. and I would go to my favourite toilet, and we would review it live in the toilet. It would be on like a live stream on the website and everything. Oh, but we, wow. we never got to do it. But that is the official best toilet on the staff uni campus. Not that you can go there because it's closed at the minute. But if you want to go there, that's the, also I would recommend Staff Uni as a fantastic university and place of learning and drinking. Fantastic. Just had a bit of a bit of a thought. Go on then. As we're on toilets, um, how long have you ever spent sitting on a toilet? Oh, that is a good question. Because you know what? I'm not one of those people who sits for ages. Yeah. Like, I used to live with two guys who would sit on the toilet for hours. I've never been one of them. I'll get the job done and move on. But I think the longest ever has been about 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. You don't want to know how long. Oh come I on, sit. James! What's your longest? What's your longest sit on a toilet? I think my longest sit on the toilet was probably about an hour and a half. What? <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with you? Um. Well, actually, thinking about, it, I thought of another time. Oh my god! I think I was there for about four hours. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? I. You don't want to know. Actually, I, I, I was. No, I'm not going to say. It's just disgusting. I've just thought of a different time. I know this has gone off on a massive tangent of disgustingness, but there was one time in my third year of college, we got very bored, and I ate an entire pack of sugar-free mints. But I do that every day. If you, yeah, but you might be used to it. But if you eat a lot of sugar-free mints. It acts as a laxative. Oh. So you go... Very much so. And that might have been actually the longest ever. Oh. That was in Yale, top floor, by the media bit. And it was weird because they had a window in the toilet cubicle. But it was one of those frosted windows, but I still felt a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shall we move on from toilet talk? Uh, yes, we. I think that is our most talk about topic now. Yeah, we went on for that for a long time. Yes, we, we're almost approaching the length of the pod, the wrestling podcast. Shall we um, go for an hour and then call it a day on episode one? Oh yes, we got about five minutes left. What do you want to talk about? Oh, you can talk about anything, James. I'm going to leave this to you. I feel I've been dictating a lot of the conversation today. Oh, gonna... What? <laughs> I'm going to leave. Oh, well, it's just been rolling on, isn't it? Oh, it's been it's been off the cuff, casual. Real talk. R- real talk. About toilets. Speaking of talk. Uh-huh. You do a lot of talking. Oh, thank you. Is that, is that an insult? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, how's the comedy going? 
I know, I know that it's been suspended for now. Yeah, well, I started doing stand-up on December the 20th, 2019. as part of a charity gig that I did. And I really enjoyed it. And I've had a mix of good and bad gigs. Yes. I'm guessing you want to hear about the bad ones? Yes, please. Okay, my second, <laughs> my second ever gig was in Blackpool. Yeah. And it had... The, the guy who organised it, he'd never organised a gig before. Uh, the place that held it had never had a comedy gig before. Uh, the guy who organised it was a great guy. Uh, yeah. Really, really nice guy. and Really good to talk to before the gig. And when he was there, ran it really well. And afterwards, we stayed in contact a little bit. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, the place, nice place. Don't know if I'd go there again, but I'm not often in Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other comedians on there, really good as well. Yeah. Really good guys. Um, I left work at 5pm uh, in Deeside, drove straight to Blackpool, yeah. and got there a little bit early, and um, went down into this like club bar place. Um, I looked them up before, I'm not going to say that name. Uh, I looked them up before, and like Craig Charles had done DJ sets there yeah. a few weeks before, and all so they look legit, and they are legit, really nice place. Yeah. I thought, oh, it's gonna be a really good crowd, really big crowd, and we get there, and I'm there just as it opens, so I'm there by myself for a little bit, and then um, the crowd start to file in. I meet all the other comedians who yeah. are really nice, and then they go, right, okay, let's do this, uh, let's start off, and there was a guy. The first guy who went on was a fella called Adam. He's from Liverpool. He's a fantastic comedian. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. One of the best amateur comedians I've ever seen. And everyone I've met on the amateur circuit knows him because he's been working tirelessly and so hard for yeah. years and years and years. Incredible guy. Really funny. And he starts off the night by us making jokes about Blackpool. That was his first few jokes. Yeah. And anywhere else, that goes down great. If you come to Wrexham, make jokes about Wrexham, we're like, oh yeah, come on, we yeah. we hate it, all that kind of shit. If you go to Liverpool, make jokes about Liverpool, go to Manchester, make jokes about Manchester. Yeah. On that night, that crowd in Blackpool did not like the jokes about Blackpool. Oh dear. So from the off... It was soured. Yeah, the problem was the crowd didn't want to laugh because that certain club wasn't used to comedy. Yeah. And then the first act insulted them. It was very funny, but they saw it as an insult. Yeah. And there were people who were slowly leaving. Oh, dear. So the crowd didn't want to laugh and just completely fucking died from that point. Oh, shit. And then just before me, there was another fella who went on who did one-liner jokes. And I thought he was really funny. I, yeah. I love one-liner jokes. You know, one of my favourite comedians ever is Tim Vine, who is just one-liner jokes. Yeah. I think he's really funny. I'm friends with him on Facebook now. And he puts stuff out, and I think it's great. And he's doing gigs all the time that go down really well. And he went on, and they were not into it at all. Oh, like, dear. they hated it. Absolutely I mean, hated what, it. What were you think? Because you obviously hadn't gone on at this point. No, this was my second ever gig. So the gig I'd done before this was a charity gig where the audience were friends and family of the people performing. Yeah. So it was the most supportive gig you're ever going to have. Yeah. And then I go here, and there's these comedians who've been doing it for years and are fantastic, and they're getting fuck all. Yeah. Getting absolutely nothing. And this fellow goes up with his one-liners, and I think they're great. I'm, I'm laughing in the back, but yeah. no one else is laughing. Oh, shit. 
and then they go, okay, and right now, here he comes to the stage, it's Reese, uh, but, but, it's Reese! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I, I just go, oh shit, here we go. And everyone else is doing 10, 15 minutes because they've been quite established. Yeah, yeah. This is my second gig, I'm doing five minutes. Yeah. So that was kind of a saving grace for me. But at that point, I'm doing, like if you go on my comedy Facebook page yeah. you can see this bit done over and over and over again but it's this whole story about how I buy a new car and it's like self on fire yeah. and I'm doing this bit and I know if I don't get a laugh on like the third line they're not going to laugh at anyone else because it's basically the same joke repeated for five minutes Yeah, and I got fucking nothing oh dear absolutely nothing and I did the whole five minutes and I go okay thank you very much you've been a wonderful audience good night <laughs> and I come off the stage and um, the guy goes back on the stage and he goes that was Reese there that was his second ever gig give him a round of applause and like two people clapped oh, out of the ten who were there and then I go to the back and like we're just watching everyone else there's like ten of us going on and I was about halfway through and the rest of them were just going on and dying and coming off, going yeah. on, dying, coming off. And no one got laughs at all, like, for the entire thing. And we come off at the end, and there were some people there who were friends of people who were performing. And I was talking to one of the guys, I can't remember his name now, but I was talking to him, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's a shame that's gone. He's like, oh, no, don't worry, your stuff was good. It's just, I would do this here, do this here. Unfortunately, the crowd went on your side, all this kind of shit. And these people come up to him. And they go, oh, it's a real shame the, the crowd weren't into yeah. it tonight. And he was like, oh, yeah, that was... And they look at me and they go, oh, you were one of the comedians tonight as well, weren't you? Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, I was. And he goes, oh, such a shame. <laughs> and go, oh. oh, cheers. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Was was a was a real shame, and then I, it's it's kind of like those awkward bits off Peep Show yeah, where yeah. you just like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh crap, this is the worst. And then I had to drive from Blackpool back to Wrexham at around about eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. So and it was really foggy and rainy that night as well. I remember. Yeah. And I'm just driving home. There's no one else on the roads. So I'm just thinking. Oh, I really enjoyed comedy, but maybe this is all shit and it's all rubbish. Oh, and, dear. and then I was supposed to have a gig the next night in Liverpool, and on the way home, that got cancelled. And I was like, oh, shit, it's all just falling apart. <laughs> it's I mean, all sure, falling surely apart. That is the, the fault of the, uh, the, the place running it. Well, not, you can't blame the place. The, the fault. You can't say the fault lied within the crowd, but it yeah. did. The crowd weren't in the mood, yeah. and there was nothing we could do to save that. Yeah. Especially me on my second ever gig. <laughs> and then this one in Liverpool got cancelled, and my next show after that that I booked was the King Gong show yeah. in uh, the Comedy Store in Manchester. Yeah. And that is like renowned for being the toughest, most brutal crowd you will ever face in oh, yeah. British amateur, amateur comedy. So I'm going from uh, a, a charity gig, which went okay, a gig where I completely died on my ass and wanted to quit comedy, a cancelled gig, and I've already booked this um, this uh, King Gong show. Yeah. And in my head, going into that King Gong show, I'm like, right, I'm doing this because I've already been booked on it, and then I'm done. Yeah. I'm leaving because this is this is shit. I hate this. This is the worst. I'm not doing this anymore. Huh. And then I got you to come along with me yes. to that show because yeah. I was like, I'm gonna need someone to talk to in the car on the way home. Yeah, because this is gonna be the worst. 
on that day... Well, the, th- the thing is about that crowd is that they're looking for blood. Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If they want to kill you, they will. Yeah. Like, we've been to the show there before where people who got through to the final round of the King Gong show have been booed. Yes. And they're the ones who got through to the final. So, like, I'm like, that day I had, I had work in the morning. It was a Sunday. I was working the Sunday in the morning and I had that show on the night. And I spoke to people in work the night after, the day after, and they were like, "Reese, yesterday you were a right prick. You were just a moody prick all day. Because yeah. all day on my mind was just like, oh, I'm going to do this show. It's going to be the worst. I'm going to die. I'm like, <laughs> and then on that day, I get a text from a friend of mine from uni called Danny. Like, hey mate, I heard you're doing the the comedy store tonight. Yeah. I'm going to come along and see you. I can't wait to see you. I'm like, ah. Oh, fuck, I'm going to die on my ass and be ripped apart by this crowd in front of two of my friends. That's fantastic. Hooray. <laughs> and then I go to the, the comedy store, I do the King Kong, and I'm just sat there in the crowd wanting to die. And then they call out my name, and I go on the stage, and I lasted three minutes twenty. Yeah. But the crowd were really nice. <laughs> it was just the, uh, the people who had the card. Which I felt were really tough on you. Mm. But they were tough on everyone. They were a bad bunch, really. <laughs> well, see, on my round, I was getting good laughs from the crowd. Yeah. And looking back at it, because I've watched it a million times at this point, there is a million and one ways I could improve that. Yeah. And I have done, and I've taken that and made everything better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I lasted three minutes twenty. When I came off, I got a good round of applause, and I had a few people come up to me later on and say how much they enjoyed it and all this kind of stuff. And that was the same show where there was a fella who sang a song about having sex with a dead woman. Remember that? And he got through to the five minutes, yeah. but he was getting booed for his entire set. Yeah. So like after that show, it was like oh. Oh man, this is great. This is a great. And then from there, I've just gone on and done more and more. And then I went to the Frog and Bucket and I did there. And I had a. Sh- My last show was in Liverpool in this bar on Penny Lane. And I got there and I was talking to the barman and he was like, All oh, the Beatles have performed here and Freddie Mercury used to live in the room that you're going to be performing in. And I'm like, Cool. Cool. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. And that was the first 10 minute set that I did. And I loved it. And that was fantastic. I was like, right, come on, let's do more. I'm going to, like, my New Year's resolution at the start of the year yeah. was that I was going to do at least one stand up show in every month of the year. Yeah. And that was going to be my thing. And then the coronavirus has hit and all the clubs have closed. So instead of that, I'll be doing this. Wow. And that's my story. What a great story to end the podcast. End the podcast. Well, this has been the Teehee Podcast, episode one. Episode one. Yes, the pilot. The pilot. The I, pilot episode, which will drive more episodes yes, I into feel, victory. I feel I'm going to call it, like, the world's greatest toilet, or something like that. Was the main, oh, yes. That was the main, yeah, bulk, yeah. The main bulk of that. Most of it was toilets. So I think we're going to do this every week, maybe every Friday. Yeah. Unless we are busy or indisposed or dead. Uh, so unless those things happen, it'll be every Friday. Also, quick plug at this point, to any wrestling fans, uh, every Saturday is the IWO podcast, also known as the Irrelevant Wrestling Opinions podcast, which is me and James again talking all things WWE from the week gone by. Yes. So, uh, join us next week for the Teehee podcast, or tomorrow for the IWO podcast. 
Please join us. How much fun do we have, Direwolf? I don't have much fun. Don't you? Did you not enjoy the last hour? This is interrogation. <laughs> right. See you next week. Goodbye. Ta-ta.